0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Squareball Podcast. To buy The Squareball magazine, get back issues, and podcasts, visit thesquareball.net.
1: It's our first birthday on the Squareball Podcast, and we won't let three points from twelve spoil our fun. And the season ticket prices won't ruin our good times either. We're going to get all the old boys around, Smudger, Woody, and Party. Hello, Hello and happy New Year to you! Welcome to Podcast Twenty-One, and here the regular lineup is back for 2011 in the form of Michael Normanton. Hello, Moscow White. Hello there, and Oddy. Hello. It's our birthday. Happy birthday to you all. Thank you. Happy birthdays. We're recording this on the 5th of January and it's exactly a year to the day since we put our very first podcast out. So uh, we've got our, our party hats on and and so on in the studio and uh, we're feeling very happy. Well, we would have been about a month ago. <laughs> about a couple of weeks. <laughs> we put it out to the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, uh, about what we should maybe do for uh, for our first birthday.
2: And uh, quite a few ideas come back, didn't we? Will Booth uh, said we could play a montage of all of the best bits of Leeds United in the last year, um, stealing all the clips of Radio Bait. So, uh, Dan, have if you, if you put that particular montage together? Um, I haven't. That would involve work. And Handles getting sued,
1: <laughs> probably. Yeah, breach of copyright. And we know what Ken's like, so know we, we overlooked that one. But actually, I like what Will went on to say.
2: About doing what any normal person would do on their birthday. I mean, what, birthday. Would you, what
1: would a normal person do on their birthday?
2: <laughs> Apparently they get drunk and ride a motorcycle through the club shop window. <laughs> He doesn't say whether it's into the shop or out of the shop. I think coming out would be more You're impressive. talking logistically getting a motorcycle into the shop. You'd also see have to steer around Billy on the way out. Let's move on.
1: Richard Benson came up with an idea, actually. Two ideas, didn't he?
3: Number one, run a vote on which Potter has the nicest voice, which I think... Um,
1: that makes me feel a bit strange, I don't... Could be a bit pervy, yeah.
3: potentially. And number two, a tribute to Ian Dusty Miller. <laughs> I don't really know what to say about him.
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure why. what has Ian Miller done to... Seems like a nice guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I'll think uh, probably want a tribute to Ian Miller right there so I think so We did that
4: uh, <laughs> A round of applause for him uh, James Garner, who's one of the lads who sells the square ball with us
1: on the match day He says it's one year since January the 3rd Happy scum-beating day Yeah, Neil Bowman as well mentions uh, the fact that it's Happy Beckford Day, wasn't it, on uh, January 3rd So yeah, so we, we launched off the back of that fantastical win and I've watched it a couple of times on YouTube, well the goal anyway and it, it never ceases to be brilliant does it and it's worth looking at the fan videos that are on YouTube as well Just how slow that ball actually goes yes. across the line Go on!
3: <laughs> I was reminded of it as well watching Gary Neville toiling away on the weekend, it reminded me of uh, Bradley Johnson skinning him Remains the only person I've ever seen Bradley Johnson completely tear away from for pace.
2: It's also worth, I think, uh, once a year if you watch uh, Beckford's goal and also uh, Richard Naylor going straight through Wayne Rooney. That one's always enjoyable. Which uh, um, I'd, I'd already cheered the goal and I stood up and punched the air when that happened as well. Yeah,
1: it was, it was one of those worth-taking-a-booking moments, wasn't it? Yes. Good,
4: definitely.
1: So yeah, with, uh, with January the 3rd commemorated, I think we should probably move on. Look to the future. And all that. Do get in touch with us then with your suggestions for anything you'd like us to do on the podcast within reason. Uh, you can email us podcast at the squareball.net. We're also on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash the square ball and Twitter as well. That's twitter.com forward slash the square ball as well. Right, with four matches to get through, let's uh, turn our attention to white watching right now. Not a single win in any of these games, these four matches, which are the Leicester on Boxing Day 2 2, the Portsmouth match. the Borough draw on New Year's Day and latterly the Cardiff defeat last night. So no wins but it's not that bad is it really? Still fifth? We predicted that didn't we? I I
2: said on the last pod that if we we... won all four that would be mental and I was right, it would have been mental. So (coughs) that's one prediction. I'm starting off the predictions quite well. Mental things aren't happening.
3: It's a difficult patch of games and the run had to come to an end so it's not ended in spectacular fashion we've not had another Preston or Barnsley result in there we've lost away a at probably the team with the best squad in the league um, a few,
1: few more draws against not shameful opposition So, are we, are, we, are we happy to just write the Cardiff game off because as annoying as it is to not be able to beat them um, it's one we anticipated we probably would lose might lose so can we just set that one aside alright then the unbeaten runs come to an end let's move on
2: I wanted revenge and also it was winnable we lost to, We lost to two stupid goals, and if we'd kept them down to nil, we scored one. That's a 1-0 win.
1: It's almost akin to Howard Wilkinson's pre-match message that they used to play at Ellen Road. Was it not something along the lines of... Maybe it was an interview where he said if, we, if we'd have scored again, we'd have beaten them or
2: something like it, that. It was in an interview where he said he's a firm believer that if you score one, the other team must have scored two to win. <laughs> Which is good philosophy. But um, Cardiff kind of went right after Sam and Watt came on. So everything changed at that point and we'd scored within five minutes, best substitution of uh, of, um, of the month for um, for Grayson, who's becoming quite good at them. But then we had to take Sam straight off again, which I don't think helped because um, it wasn't the plan. So we had five golden minutes when we were playing uh, to win the game.
1: Let's quick, uh, quickly rewind then, go back to Boxing Day. And I guess we can sort of lump the Portsmouth match in with this as well. Three times over the course of those two games, we had two goal leads, which we threw away. Things will be looking very different right now if we manage to hold on to those leads. The last one was a shame because it was just one of those days. I, I think with the
3: the penalty and then that's that yeah. second goal. You, you just have to accept a few of those a season. It happened with Hull as <laughs> well at home earlier in the year with Bostock's um, free kick. You just you, nothing really you can do about it because you, you you're almost happy to let people shoot from that distance. And with Johnson, especially,
1: yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so it was just we never beat bloody Leicester, do we? Yeah, and they shouldn't have had a penalty anyway because Snowgrass got uh, felled on the halfway line uh, just before that and there was a ball into the box and then that's where the dancer came from.
1: Well, we'll talk about really, really poor referees uh, in the Portsmouth match, but quick note for for Gradle grabbing a goal back at Leicester. He enjoyed that, I'm sure.
3: Appears to have added about £5 million onto his price tag. If, <laughs> if, um...
1: if you're listening, Ken, Shush, don't, don't listen to anybody. Right, uh, Snodgrass as well, that was a nice goal. Yeah, that was a corker, yeah. Another yeah, man yeah. who's who's very much in form.
2: He's scored a couple yeah. over this period, hasn't he? They've all been, um, both been really, really good. He's, he's just playing well, generally, if anybody's seen the... Uh, the photograph of him dressed as an astronaut having Jaegermeister pulled through where the, the hatch of his helmet. It obviously works for him. So. Was this
1: at the Christmas party? I hope guess? it was. I <laughs> hope it wasn't just... pre match. Normal In dressing room.
2: <laughs> right, but, so. um, no, he's in really good form and I'm really pleased about that.
1: Good. So uh, with that 2-2 out of the way, just one of those games. 3-3. Just uh, one of them games. Yeah, well, yeah. When does it stop being uh, a coincidence? From, you know, from, in, what was it, 2-0 up, 3-1 up, chucked it away again very frustrating day it was
3: but i should be more we should have left there being frustrated at our defense but instead i was just absolutely so raging about the referee i couldn't see beyond his horrible stupid little frame and face <laughs> and all... his <laughs> pathetic linesman in front of the east stand as well in that second half i've not felt as cheated leaving a game in a very long time
1: i'm just consulting my notes that we put together for this uh and you compiled this section didn't you? and you've put David Fucking Webb is that his full name? <laughs>
3: yeah, yes, I believe so. That's his his mother gave him that name.
1: <laughs> You've put worst referee this season by a long way. Now I've not been to all the games. You've been to the vast majority. Is is that a fair assessment?
3: Definitely, probably the worst of last season as well. Kevin Friend had a, a couple of shockers, but um, yeah, it was. He just seemed so far out of his depth. He got s- virtually nothing right. Is this the was
1: his first championship game.
3: Apparently so, and I mean, it, it possibly did best. show. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed an odd game to give him as well in front of a a big crowd and everything. It's maybe big-headed to say he shouldn't have been given, shouldn't been given one of our games, but give him Scunthorpe or somewhere where there's not a big crowd. He seemed determined to prove that he could handle the pressure of a big crowd and but that as a result just didn't give us any decisions.
4: There was a nice uh, chant from the cop that we only get shit refs, which <laughs> I think summed him up. It was one of those petty little Hitlers mm. who makes players come back to him to book them or talk to them, but we were getting mauled all across the pitch and we were getting no free kicks at all. Petty little decisions where...
1: We were getting bookings and they weren't. Let's talk about the disallowed goal then. That obviously a uh, very frustrating thing. Didn't look to be a great deal wrong to me with that. Was it? You know, Jim McCormack just used his body. You know, it's you ain't a big body, and it's not that big. No, it <laughs> yeah. should have stood.
4: Do we think? Well, just before that, we got a corner, and we had two guys in front of uh, the keeper, and it was he came running to the uh, penalty box, uh, breaking them up as if there was loads of argy-bargy and there wasn't. But in the first half. They took a corner, I think one of their big centre-halves came up uh, and stood right in front of Casper, making sure he couldn't move, but did nothing. If well, you're going to be petty, be petty for everybody and make it equal. Be consistently petty. <laughs> so, right.
3: Someone's taken um, a good video from the Cop. It's on, on YouTube of um, of the disallowed goal, yeah, and him. what it mainly shows is McCormack being held blatantly by a defender, yeah. and so, then he manages to wrestle his, himself away from the defender and score, but then he gets the free-kick given against him for what is a tiny little nudge in comparison to the, uh, the holding he was having to put up
2: with a minute before. But I remember back to Norwich. They just took Schmeichel out and scored. Mm. We only get a shit refs. <laughs>
1: are, are we starting to get a bit paranoid with this? Is, no,
2: we... that David
1: Webb.
2: <laughs> awful man. I'm not sure we can describe this as the beginnings of Leeds United paranoia.
1: <laughs> and long may it continue. <laughs> I'm Christmas. not going to blame the
2: ref in the other games. David Webb is a cretin.
3: <laughs> right, Do some... you think he was
2: actually named after David Webb? The Chelsea player probably that kicked Eddie Gray out of the FA Cup final. Do you think? It's, I should uh, probably
1: double check. He's called David Webb because that was <laughs> from memory. So, <laughs> so if you know if it
2: wasn't David <laughs> Webb, Dave, we're really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send your lawyers round. He's really no so, crying into his Johnny House and Leeds shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
1: Gradle scoring again. Man in fine form. Must be now worth about eight or nine million. <laughs> Depends who's tonight, buying.
2: Yep. House, house and getting another. <clears throat> uh, probably worth about six hundred thousand. <laughs>
1: And good old Brad- Bradley Johnson making himself worth 10 quid a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think O'Brien or Schmeichel possibly at fault for this uh, this stupid late like, goal?
3: Early in the season, we were blaming the defenders, but it's happened a few times to Schmeichel now, mm. so
1: I don't know. Was because definite... because
3: he was our star
4: signing, no one wanted to blame him. Yeah. In the first half, there was a couple of moments when Schmeichel didn't come for a ball that he clearly should have done, and he put uh, I think Neil Collins <laughs> under a bit of pressure, and I think Connolly as well. And we also had a clear penalty chance uh, turned down. I think McCormack made that goal, or made the chance, because he made an absolutely amazing run. Uh, There's a ball from the right-hand side, but it came from more or less a left-wing position, and right, ran right across. And it was a clear penalty, which the linesman should have flagged. But I was really impressed with McCormack. They're all against us. Yeah.
1: David Webb. We'll get it. Fucking Webb. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll talk about a bit more about McCormack um, in this bit. We'll be quickly uh, on about Borough. New Year's Day, and it just swam. Speaking from a personal point of view, it just felt like one big hangover in Ellen Road, didn't it? On that lunchtime kickoff, a very underpar performance. You weren't that bad, then. I was. I no. was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it just so happened, actually, where I was sat. Uh, people around me must have been worse than I was because I had four seats to myself, um, and I thought about just curling up and having a little sleep in there.
4: I think there must have been thirty thousand Leeds fans with a massive hangover because <laughs> it was a pretty poor. Um... Uh, performance from the fans, I think.
1: Yeah, but it was a very underwhelming game, wasn't it? Yeah, it Sometimes was. it takes something on the field to spark the fans off and if yeah. there's nothing going on, wasn't it? It was just crap, I think, is the point. It's,
2: it's not a goal for Middlesbrough that you need to get you going, is it? is it? Especially not a shit one like that was.
1: McCormack, what a miss. That was incredible. <sighs> first of all, let's deal, let's deal with the equaliser.
2: That was nice. <clears throat> beautiful goal, beautiful control, Luke beautiful volley. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, McCormack did well getting in there in the first place, causing some trouble. So, let's deal with
1: his miss. How... The, how did he miss that? That was incredible. It was it was easier to score, wasn't it? All they had to do was direct it goalwards.
3: It was strange because I should have left the game feeling relieved it having got a point because we played poorly. We'd got a last-minute equaliser as it was. But I just oh, I just kept going over it in my head thinking, how? how? <laughs> i just scored it. He could have taken it on his <laughs>
2: chest and passed it in. He had so much time. It seemed like he did too much because he, he managed to get his whole body in the air flying at it when he could just have both feet on the ground and just nodded it and it would have gone in, but instead he was like, <gasps> "It diving to me, header.
1: It, it <laughs> seemed to me, yeah, like he had too much time to think about it. He jumped a bit too early, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. saw it coming on, I'll jump now, I'm going to pop it in that corner, and by the time it you know, it had gone, it just bounced off his heed. Um, what do you make of McCormack then in general? Um, opinion on the message board seems to be split. I, I'm, I'm quite impressed with him so far. I think he's, he's finding his feet and doing all right. I'm impressed with
3: uh, him, but my only concern is that we've changed the system to... Fit him in, and we don't yeah. seem to have got such good results. <clears throat> and it's coincided with Howson dropping further back, and from having his best patch of form for for years, he's gone back to his old self now. As Howson
1: well, Matthew Hibbert uh, brought this up on Facebook the, the whole four four two versus four five one debate, and it suggests that howson has been totally nullified in this four four two. As we know, he's not that good when he's sitting deeper. Uh, just a shoehorn, uh,
2: McCormack in. I'm not sure it's just a shoehorn, McCormack in, isn't it? Because kilkenny has gone to saw, yeah. Qatar. Yeah. So we had to... He has been him. available, though, in well, the yeah, but we knew, you're, was, better, you're not thinking the longer term that He's not going to be here for any and also, weeks. And also Kilkenny wasn't playing brilliantly. He was doing all right, but because yeah. he wasn't playing at his best and we knew he was going away with Australia, makes sense to play house in there, he's a midfield player, so he should be able to play in midfield, and then play McCormack, who is really good in that position, up front and then we're all right for the month. But um, unfortunately, it, I don't. Th- I don't have a problem with McCormack playing there, but the effect on Houseman is a, a worry. I would agree. But that I can is, totally understand problem, why it's been done.
3: I think we should have just. Carried on playing, Kilkenny and
2: just bank the points Get while the we, points. <laughs> oh
3: yeah, <laughs> well, well we had the chance because we're going to have to. It's not like we're we're selling him all together. He's going to be back at some stage.
2: Cormack and House, and be able to deal with the positions they're playing. Yeah, but I, I don't buy this. We not,
1: we've not ju- done the Johnny House and to death that he's not that good as a as a,
2: a central midfielder that can control a game. You know, <coughs> it's a deeper and well, the, is there another he's, option? He's screwing Killenny's? he's screwing his career up if he can only play one position. How many mm. teams actually play? A formation that allow Johnny Halson to have his perfect position where he can play well. I there's a lot there's, a lot.
3: there's a lot of players who've who've had a, a sort of a niche position who just play there. People like dare I say Cantona or Teddy Sheringham. As well. Sheringham. There's a lot of players who, who can only really play in one position. I don't think that's
2: such a criticism. But they don't immediately become terrible when you just move them slightly to one side. Sheringham would have been a appalling right winger. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is that when um, Previously, and has played in these positions and done all right. I just described him as playing rubbish when we move in slightly one side. But he's not actually that bad. But he's when not that good either. When he's been mo- well, then, what no. do we do? Buy more players, buy more. <laughs>
4: <Yeah. need> more. <laughs> I just want to quickly mention uh, the Borough fans singing uh, You Are My Borough to the tune of You Are My Sunshine, which used to be a lead song, mm. and we don't sing it anymore. And I used to love that song. So <laughs> everybody on Saturday at Arsenal, I want to hear you sing...
1: You are my son. Yeah, we always <laughs> sang the verse, then the second verse was always, No, 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 no. That's no, right, no. yeah. Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's All right. right. Uh, Resurrection. Uh,
4: when they were singing it, when, they, when it got to so the bit, I wanted to go, Leeds! <clears throat> like you should
1: have done. Just get everybody around you doing it. I was it. still a bit pissed. <laughs>
4: and, but not as bad as you.
2: And uh, after mentioning uh, last time about Burnley singing along to their um, goal music, yeah. uh, as any other club apart from Middlesbrough, start singing their home goal music yeah. <laughs> at away games that, that is the definition of yeah embarrassing is the word singing i mean again well, on, pick bag anti- by pick a- bag is a good song but they
1: why, I, was, I was just jumping on this particular bandwagon why were they singing anti-yorkshire songs they're desperate to be yorkshire that's right yeah. outcasts right quickly then let's, <laughs> let's do the cardiff match uh, if there's anything else to say about that craig bellamy we <sighs> hate you he's good isn't he <sighs> He's, he's too good for this division, he's too fast, but he's a horrible little oik, and I'm yeah. glad that Robert Snodgrass was photographed spitting on him.
2: Dribbling on him. He didn't spit on him, he drooled on him. Emptied some Much, mucus onto him, yeah, whatever it was, different. Him. You can't be charged by the FA for drooling. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. He's taking the piss in his league, though, isn't yeah, he's he? Yeah, he is. He's, against he's the not even not. playing all the time. That's no. the thing, he's just rolling up for the big matches. Yeah. It'd be perfectly Waddling perfectly
3: around. if somebody broke his legs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We'd suggest his neck, but he'd have to grow on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> harsh but fair so finally second half an improvement in that match after a pretty turgid first half we've, we've said before about the subs making a, a big difference but again it's it's the basic defending and if you've seen the video of the the through ball for their second goal it's just like the parting of the, the Red Sea isn't it it's horrible
3: it's just a random hoof forward I'm sure he's not aiming it for anyone in particular and it he... I don't know where that gap comes from. That's just centre back should be getting that. I think it's, it's Collins all I think the time. True. Really
1: flat footed and
4: gets
3: caught.
1: Well, should the fullback not be next to or tighter to the the centre half in that case? This is actual tactical analysis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. You got your tactical truck out. Yeah, I have. Never mind. I've got a truck and it's full of tactics.
1: But no, I mean, seriously, not no tic tacs. Should the should the fullback be closer to the centre half? That's full, how you eliminate that. The
2: fullback six months ago couldn't walk. <laughs> I'm prepared to give Ben Parker, Parker a bit of a break. Um, a lot of people have been. Um, Worrying about the changes up front um, changing the winning formation, getting McCormack in for house And But we were winning with O'Brien and Bruce and we've not been winning with O'Brien and Collins. And
1: statistically, we're poor with Neil Lilla, Collins in the side, aren't
2: statistically we? Statistically, we're poor with any combination of all the defenders in the yeah. club. <laughs>
1: Apart from
2: <laughs> Lee Bromby. Apart from Lee Bromby, Who came Bromby, in and yes. played
3: well once and is gone again. What a, I feel really sorry for him. I don't see what. It didn't seem to do anything wrong against QPR. No. When we were, kept a clean sheet against the top of the league, and he's gone straight away for Neil And he's a Leeds fan?
1: It just hints at a pecking order, doesn't it? He? Uh, he is a second choice. It hints at a drunken, boozy night with Simon Grayson's daughter, probably.
2: <laughs> Has Simon Grayson got a daughter?
1: Plenty been going on off the field at Ellen Road in the last couple of weeks over the Christmas period. Of course, first of all, I guess we should turn our attention to uh, the transfer window that's open now. We're in silly season. We've mentioned, we've hinted at the uh, the Gradle to Newcastle rumours. Let's deal with, with the ones that have happened first of all. Uh, McCartney on his way back to Sunderland. Ben Parker back in the team. Would we like to see McCartney until the end of the season, maybe, or even then we say permanently?
3: Yeah, but we're not going to pay his wages. It- <laughs> Realistically, for a left back, he'd be a top earner, which is not, I
2: don't a good way to allocate your uh, your resources. Unless it was Tony Dorigo again. I'd give him any money. No, I, I'm pleased, more pleased that um, Ben Parker played a game than I am worried about George McCartney going back, particularly.
1: Do you think McCartney's been a bit underrated, actually?
3: I think he was all right. He's. He made some errors as well, though. He didn't look a
4: complete class He did above. get beaten
1: for pace quite easily sometimes. He, oh, let's phrase it another way, then. Is he worth paying the money for, as you say, a bad allocation of budget? Is he worth... Should we not just try and push Parker back in and see how we get on?
4: In terms of full-backs, I think Connell has been a lot better than he has and probably won't be on anywhere near as yeah. much as he is.
1: It was noticeable when Hughes played
3: that we didn't have anyone on overlapping on the left, but if, we get, if we've got Parker back and... Or any proper left back, they should be used to doing that. So
1: I agree. If, if we the, probably won't miss him as if much. The Middlesbrough game should be one thing. It's that Andy Hughes should not be playing left back because he well, cuts inside every time, doesn't he? Which automatically yeah. stunts your attack.
2: He does his best. I mean, he's, 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 right. he's, he's a right-footed yeah. central midfielder. He's a trier. He, he deserves credit for, uh, for giving it a goal. <laughs> 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 I always cut him a bit of slack, but yeah, never again. Uh, Unless so yeah. uh, it does raise the spectre of Bosoni. Oh, yeah. Um, we, have, we, we have forgotten him in this discussion, as uh, Simon Grayson seems we have forgotten him <laughs> being available. But, um, yeah, let's just hope that Parker stays fit and worry no more about the left-back position. Because um, it could be sorted for the next decade. <laughs> or the next 10 minutes, <laughs> depending on know.
1: whether yeah. his legs hold out. And
3: also on whether he's good enough, because he's not. Yeah.
1: we've not seen him at this level. That's true. That's very true. Or yeah. any other level. <laughs> <laughs> One person who has signed on the dotted line, finally, um, after... Late interest from Cardiff, Andy O'Brien, as we mentioned, that it's t- just time for him to go uh, and turn into an awful player now. <laughs> now we're paying his wages. Well, the rumour was we were after uh, Richard Dunn as well, who was... Um, well,
4: he
2: was who, playing for
1: Villa though, wasn't he? He, yeah. he does score
4: some outstanding own goals, does Richard Dunn. So then O'Brien obviously thought, I can do that.
2: <laughs> they and don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> O'Brien mentioned... Uh, O'Brien has joined um, the ranks, well, three players at now on. Twitter and he uh, he mentioned after saying telling the Evening Post about Ken Bates uh, amusing negotiation uh, with his calling his dad fat.
1: Say what you want about Ken Bates,
2: he's <laughs> a great businessman, but he'll call you dad fat <laughs> as an opening line. Never met the man before, and uh, but fortunately, as O'Brien said, his dad had a sense of humour and uh, gave him plenty back, and they they all uh, they all laughed at But he also mentioned on Twitter that uh, Ken Bates made numerous jokes about the own goals he was scoring during the negotiations. So I bet that was a enjoyable laugh afternoon. A
1: minute, laugh a minute Ken
2: in
3: his negotiations. Is Ken in a position to mock people's weight, by the way? <laughs> well, given uh, given this ridiculously oversized belly? Apparently
2: that's what um, O'Brien's dad said. The conversation went something along the lines of he said, uh, oh, we'll sign the fat one. And uh, O'Brien's father said, Actually, What are you getting
1: Andy Robinson back? <laughs>
2: O'Brien's father said, actually, I've been on a diet. And Ken Bates said, well, it's not effing working, is it? <laughs> Rich O'Brien said, well, well, then what's your excuse? And, oh, much much hilarity he was had. I can only imagine Gwyn Williams standing next to him aghast. <laughs> like It's like Becky all over again. I'm going to have to sort this out in six months. Well, he's signed on the dotted well, line. But we've got him. Good, it's good news. good
1: um, news. And he should add, add something to the defence, even if it's just those <laughs> on-goals that we are talking about. So yeah, we, we mentioned the silly season. Gradle to Newcastle for £6 million. If they genuinely offered us £6 million, pounds, would we snap their hand off or would we say no? We'd have to. I know a man
4: who would.
3: <laughs> they're not going to, though. so it's, no. but it's pointless discussing it. It's, it. Someone a newspaper has looked at who's been scoring goals for us and gone, oh, him. To Newcastle, probably.
4: <laughs> they haven't got that kind of money.
3: A, a, real, a real top premiership team won't want a championship player, but Newcastle might. And we'll save £6
2: million. And they've got a new manager as well, so he'll want to bring his own men in, even mm. if they are little men. Well, possibly coming the other way then, the Alan
1: Smith <gasps>
2: rumours have resurfaced
1: again, as they do every year about this time, well, every six months, to be honest. Um, in a word, yes or no? No. Oh, that's that's not, not a word.
3: word. <laughs> that, that was a sex noise, I want a yes or a no. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Um, no. Are they? No. I say yes. I'm
2: just saying that I think you'd
3: do a decent enough job. I just think we should... Maybe stop living in the past.
2: I think if we're going to sign somebody to solve our defensive midfield problem, we should get a good defensive midfielder that we don't have previous problems with. And half the fans would boo him. I don't think half the fans will boom. him. I think we would all probably adapt. I don't. It's it would be an unnecessary diversion when there are better midfielders out there. I'm not even convinced he's that good in in midfield. People always talk about oh he's tough tackling. I always remember him just going straight through the thighs of uh, Italian players in the 90th minute. I, I think you've
1: been a bit unfair to him. I think I think we you're probably underestim- underestimating the, the level of his experience and what he might bring. Purely, I mean, purely as a football player now, I'm yeah. not talking about the previous. If you take it on what he'd offer now, I think he'd, he'd add something to us.
3: He probably would, but again, we're looking at how much we'd have to pay him and whether or not that's good value. And I'd say probably not.
2: We've been linked with um, um, a chap at... Well, links. We've been rumoured uh, to have inquired about uh, a chap called Southern at Blackpool who played about 40 games in their midfield in, in promotion last season and hasn't featured much. And for some reason, somebody like that who would not cost much is experienced in this division, um, has played in that position uh, for all of his career, not just been moved there because he's shit as a striker. <laughs> um, what is it, five years since he scored? And <laughs> that we don't have any. Um, any previous issues with it. it? Just makes it. There's a whole world of footballers out there. It always makes me feel strange when people are saying, "Oh, we need a left back. That Ian Hart's doing well," <laughs> or you know, "We need a we need a defender." Well, maybe we can get Woodgate on loan. There's 92 league teams <laughs> filled with players that haven't played for Leeds United before, and some of them are probably quite good.
3: The Woodgate rumor makes more sense because he's not in the Spurs' 25-man squad, yeah. so he's definitely not going to play.
1: And it's rumored, did. Harry won't let him go to um, another Premiership club. I think it's against the backdrop of January always been a difficult transfer window because people don't really want to let decent players go in this window, do they? It's always at the end of the season.
2: But how many players do we actually need? Well, we I mean, we an fourth.
1: we bloody well need a defender. Hmm.
2: Well, we're not going to get relegated, are we? Wait till summer and get some good ones. Oh, I said it now. Oh,
1: <laughs>
4: fucking hell. Bloody Jonah.
1: <laughs> Right, let's, uh, let's move on from that, because we, it's been done to death on message boards at Smith and Woodgate,
2: so we'll just see what happens. Um, I don't think it has, you know. I think there's a lot of life in that one yet. Is, what is it, the 5th of January? 25 days of this. Right, let's talk about the, the low knees then. Um, and imagine if it happens. <laughs> Sorry, moving on. I mean, we'll
1: get plenty of mileage out of it then if it does. Um, let's talk about the low knees. Martin and Tom Elliott, Alan Martin. What, what's happened with Alan Martin? Is he, is he- Barrow said they can't afford him. Can't afford Alan Martin, so we've got
2: him now. Yeah. yeah, although apparently we are looking to send him somewhere else. <laughs> that can't afford. Him. What's he done? That's the question. What's he's, he done? He got in the uh, Scottish under twenty ones.
1: Uh, Tom Elliott as well is, is he been is he still out on loan? Tom Elliott. I think he's been sent. I think back. He's been very, sent back.
2: Having
3: played seven games and scored none.
2: Hated by uh, Ronnie Moore now. Yeah, I,
1: it, I actually looked up
3: his stats. He scored once. With ever. In his in senior Life. football, he scored one goal. <laughs> Did Burry you see what um, about three years ago?
1: Is it time to get rid of him? Yeah,
3: I, I imagine we'll probably be hearing that they've been a package has been agreed to <laughs> to let
1: them go. <laughs> um, two others that look like they're on the way out. Then um, Mikey who's he's sort of fallen off our radar a little bit, and he's been pushed to the periphery at, at Brunton Park a little bit, hasn't
2: he? Well, I read an interview with Greg Abbott about this yesterday about sending him back and saying that um, they'd like to keep him, even though. Uh, and he subbed him off. So Gorilla wasn't happy about that, but uh, Abbott would like to keep him, but says that um, Leeds really see an exciting future for him and uh, they don't think they'll be able to keep him permanently, which is news to me. I mean, everybody assumes that Simon Grayson hates his guts, even though there's no evidence of that. But um, he's he's scored a couple of goals at the start, kind of drifted off the, um, the scoring radar, but all the fans up there seem to like him. As we said before, they're just excited to see somebody from the new world. <laughs>
1: And Lubo's up there as well. He's from a completely foreign place to them. He's just sort of drifted off our radar completely now, hasn't he? And I presume that with his contract up in the summer that this will be the last we've seen of him.
2: Well, we're not renewing him at fifteen grand a week, are we? I hope.
1: <laughs> Let's not uh, dwell on that too much then. Let's talk about Aidan White, who's at Oldham. He's doing well. They like him. We're leaving him there.
2: I think he was due to stay till the end of January anyway, but he hadn't played much because uh, apparently it was a harsh winter in Oldham and <laughs> they didn't play much football. <laughs> Who who saw that coming? Why don't we? Um, a lot of people thought we were going to loan into Brighton. I am sure the climate would have been better for for AD White. Uh, final <laughs> point: <laughs> climate in terms of weather, rather than me. Uh, all right, Clayton's at, at
1: Peterborough. They're uh, keeping hold of him. He's, he seems to be doing quite well there, doesn't he?
3: Are we going to get him back? If Kil-
1: ask leaving, it
3: surely makes sense to get him back.
1: But we're in danger of going back over what we said on the last podcast about him being one for the future. So
3: he's not though. He's, he's twenty two, isn't he? Something he's twenty. I was only 20. Even so, that's old enough.
2: <laughs> Mind you, Tom Elliott's 20 and he's about to retire. So. <laughs> wait and see. I think, I think he's loaned there until the end of the window anyway. So again, wait and see what happens. I don't think we need to urgently recall him. Not with Nunes at our disposable. Our disposable? Yes, disposable. But with Nunes a disposable barbecue. Just... Uh, so, so it's simmering on the edge of the pitch.
1: That's a, it's an interesting point because um, Paul Bruce put on the Facebook page, "Why ain't Nunez getting a chance?" As a point for us to talk about, is that no. just simply a case of having too big a squad,
2: yeah, and too many options? Yes. Yeah. Should we talk about because there's been a lot of people worrying about Sommer not coming back in the team. Well, which... ben,
1: ben Gershaw um, mentions it, and, and Darren Clark on the Facebook page also sort of backing it up a little bit. Uh, is it that Grayson's got his favourites,
2: and well, we we said last time, didn't we, about
1: him maybe? Someone didn't figure in his plans that much this
2: season. Well, I, went, I, I had a look at this because I've seen about, a lot of people complaining about him not playing um, last night at painter, um, saying he's not been getting a chance. And so far this season, someone's played eight games, McCormack four and Painter two. That starts. So he's played twice as many full games as McCormack and four times as many as Painter. So the way I'm looking at it is it's not that he's been frozen out or that he's been ignored or passed over it's that he had the chances played well and then he had a few dodgy games and since then the whole team's been playing well and now when we're making a change we're looking at some of the other players we've got who have yet to prove themselves are we making enough changes though with a squad as,
1: as big as it is should we not i mean there is also the problem of um putting an inconsistent team.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Opinions seem to swing violently between people who think that players like uh, Summer and Nunes have played well, and Bromby have played well, and not stayed in the team. But then we've got a team full of players who are playing well and they're asking why they aren't being dropped for these other players to come back in. And the two things aren't compatible. We've got a first 11 that's been unbeaten for 12 games. There's only a limited number of changes that are going to be made within it. And I personally would play Summer before Painter because I think he's probably better. But I can understand that having only seen Painter in two starts and seven subs, there's room for Painter maybe to have a go. And the same with Nunes, it's like, he looked good when he came on as a substitute, but we can't make a gap for him in a, a team that's winning. Right. And a,
3: that kind of a attacking midfielder coming on in the last few minutes of games, it is easiest for them to look good than it is for when they're starting games. And it, Grayson sees them in training all the time, and he, he must he must know how good he is. He's not holding back a world-beater, I the not So the
1: conclusive point is, Simon Grayson probably knows what he's doing, let's let him do it. Pretty much. Uh, one loanee that is going to be available uh, versus Arsenal... Uh, Sanchez, what uh, has been allowed to play in the game on Saturday by his parent club? Good news for us. He'll probably try very, very hard. P- possibly too hard. I didn't think you they were allowed to play against the parent club, or is that just it's illegal? Just, it's, it's just a it's clauses in contract, isn't yeah. it? Only with permission.
2: Arsenal have basically said they're not asked. Yeah. So <laughs> bodes well for Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so good news on that one. Let's get round to fighting talk now. Then uh, a few dust ups to mention. Bates versus Weston and and, and Levi all being aired in in public again, this dirty laundry.
2: Do we really need to hear about it? The business of putting out a wanted advert for him on Yorkshire Radio was an absolute disgrace. There's no other way of calling it. Don't, I mean, if you're serving a writ on somebody at Christmas um, and they're not there, don't then go on the radio and ask the fans of the football team to get involved by hunting him down (laughs) across the city and reporting sightings it's, it's Has just... anybody told
1: Ofcom about this? I mean, it...
2: well, <laughs> it's not what you should be doing with your radio station,
1: is it, really? But if your radio
2: station—if
1: the reti- it, it theoretically broadcasts from under a volcano and there's a man running it who's stroking his white cat—can't <laughs> you can't say what he wants? And
2: to hell with Ofcom. Yeah, essentially. I mean, it could be that uh, Weston and Levi are the two most evil people in the world, and that Ken Bates is absolutely right to be taking them to court. Uh, for whatever it is, he exactly is taken to court for. I believe it's due to do season ticket funds, isn't it?
3: A lot of people take people to court, though. But he just, he just loves the theatre, doesn't he? Yeah. It's, it's like he wants to. But
2: has he not
1: learned from the? From...
3: Well, you would think so. Think it so. cost us a million quid last time. I had a, decided to have a
2: pop at him in the programme. Yeah. Listening to the Leicester game on uh, Boxing Day, I had my head in my hands at half time as uh, what's his face, whichever minion was doing the uh, the 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 matchday programme was saying, if you've seen Melvin Levi. (laughs) (laughs) There's a head in the hands going on here, by
1: the way, (laughs) for you, listener, I'll just tell you that. You
2: know, we tune in to that radio station, one, because we've got no choice, two, because we want to hear the football, not because we want to get dragged into whatever legal dispute. And it's not even the, it's not the club against them. It's Bates, isn't it? So leave us out of it. On which note,
1: let's move on. Yes. Um, Someone else who has been involved in the fighting talk, uh, David O'Leary versus Zlatan uh, Ibrahimovic. Is it? Was it? It's a friendly in uh, Dubai. It and... started
2: friendly. Eh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, an unfriendly in Dubai. And they're, they're... isn't Ibra- Ibrahimovic like a black belt or something as well?
3: Yeah, and about thirty years younger than O'Leary. <laughs> O'Leary would fight him if the money was right. <laughs> I don't know. I'd want to
2: win. Yeah. out of those two? Football would be the winner in a fight like that. <laughs> Television yeah. would be the winner. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, to explain what happened, it was Ibrahimovic tackled one of um, O'Leary's players. He's managing in Dubai at the moment. And uh, and O'Leary took exception. He was, You could see him shouting, you knew what you were doing. And uh, so Ibrahimovic uh, had a go at him at the, at the end of the game. He's only He's, a baby.
1: How could you do that to him? <laughs> <laughs> one more bit of fighting talk then. Simon Grayson's son interview. We couldn't let this section go past without mentioning that. Fantastic to hear him say, I love it when they call us scum.
2: Yeah, Turned into uh, Travis Bickle after that as well. And he said, um, where, where's it gone? Shuffling of newspaper here. <coughs>
3: um, he said, I go to different countries and people talk about Leeds scum. I walk to different games in this country and I hear the same thing. I turn around and say, you talking, talking to, to me? me. <laughs> we heard his voice the other week, you did it. <laughs> He's readily doesn't like it. <laughs> you talking to me?
2: <laughs> it's nice to have a manager who gets it. I'm an assistant manager as well inventor of the lead salute. We couldn't ask for more.
1: So you may have noticed that we haven't uh, touched yet on the season ticket prices. We will, we will dedicate this specific section of the podcast to uh, the fact that the season ticket renewals are out and it's another big price hike. And how do we all feel about that?
3: Impoverished. Very, very disappointed. It just... It takes the piss. It's fine. It's just... It's too much and it's too soon to be asking for people to pay it. And to justify it by saying the heating bill's going to be
2: a lot. Is just Turn the thermostat down, idiot.
1: A pathetic a jumper excuse. On. <laughs> a stupid old man. I mean, so with the obvious stuff out of the way, uh, I listened to Bates, full explanation of it, um, and he was sort of saying costs have gone up for everything and if we want to buy players, then we've got to pay and we've got a £3 million rental bill to pay. It's not quite what he said. Well, is it, is any of what, it he, just,
2: what he said was that if... Uh, if Places. If we're not happy with these prices, the other option, instead of putting them up, is to sell all our best players and get relegated. That was his other...
3: Which is what design. we've done once under him, <laughs> incidentally. We sold, uh, sold
4: Hulfs, Kilgallen, just straight down. At least he was being honest then. <laughs> if you,
2: if, Although I, season tickets were so cheap then, weren't they? <laughs> he, pre- he presents that as if selling some players to make the season ticket prices is a terrible idea. If you look at our bloated squad and how much money we've given Andy Robinson, Lugman Mir Mikulik, if we're not going to play Grello in the next three seasons, sell him and pass the savings straight on. I don't want to be subsidising the lifestyle of a Carlisle players um, just because Leeds United are incapable of, of letting a player go without them leaving on a free transfer.
3: And he also says, like, in this, uh, I've heard the same clip that was on Yorkshire Radio, the elephant in the room is that he's talking about if we, don't, if we want to run a club properly, one that makes a profit, one that doesn't go bust, he's being asked this by his own radio station which posts huge losses
2: Seven hundred thousand pounds
1: each season, year, well that, that and was, yeah. <laughs> is there a certain amount of not sympathy, but can you appreciate where he's coming from in terms of costs rising and the rise for everybody? Obviously, the club doesn't seem like it's taken into account that everybody's bloody broken at the minute. He seems to desperate to keep us
3: living on our knees though because we're we are a profitable club, but we we've not got a massive wage bill compared to like the the crowds we get. There's no reason we should be struggling anymore. He's always telling us we've not we've not got debts. We are a profitable business. We sell a lot of shirts, we sell a lot of programmes. There's a decent amount of people go to the stadium despite the prices. So there's no reason. We're not Scunthorpe. We shouldn't be scraping around in this league grateful to just be surviving. Yeah, but that's
4: exactly it. People do turn out in their thousands despite the prices. So he knows he's, so he's got, yeah, he's got, he's got, got a, a
1: captive audience. That's right, yeah. And if, if we stay at the top of the league or keep pushing for promotion next season, everyone will come back. It would be interesting well, to see what the prices were had we been third from bottom. I fancy they wouldn't have been much different, to be honest.
2: Maybe not for the renewals. Well, not for the very, very early renewal. Because I think um, there is some defence to be had in the very, very early... There's no point in calling it early renewals and late renewals. The early, early renewal, (laughs) um, 500... I think some people have actually found that if they move from, like, a student ticket to the COP they can make it cheaper. There is actually a saving um, of what they've been paying. So, but it is... But there's just not... It then whacks up to 582 in March and then after that there is the mysterious depends what league we're in for the new Well, let's, let's
1: go back to the, the first one that you mentioned
2: there, the 516. Mm. Is
1: that about reasonable-ish, all things considered, even though it's 50 or 60 quid up on last year?
3: I can just about accept it. And The, the problem is, though, anyone who is at the moment thinking I'd rather not be paying that out straight away, they're going to have to just find the way to do it because once you're out, you can't get back in again. It's, it's well, almost what I was leading it's on to.
1: prohibitively expensive to get in there you in you look the first on, place. If you lead onto the next price increase, which you say is, is another what sixty odd, seventy quid, and heaven knows what the, the the new applicant price is going to be thereafter. I mean, someone has it been extrapolated out into about six fifty? As it's yeah,
2: we have a ballpark quid. of six fifty quid,
1: and it's this sh- for the, sheer, the championship. Yeah, the, the sheer ridiculousness of the, the difference between it. It's, it's almost like it's saying, "Don't get a season ticket." They've got
3: you. They are just. Got a captive audience with the existing season ticket holders. It's essentially forcing everybody to to renew because, like you say, if you don't look, what's going to happen to you? You'll be uh, you'll be unable to go next season. And
2: with this as well, the the whole pricing policy at Leeds seems to lack any sense of goodwill whatsoever. It's like they find they work out what is the absolute maximum that the majority of people will be able to pay, and they charge it. They don't work out what is the absolute maximum that the majority of people will pay, and then chop a bit off to make it a bit easier because... But is
1: it not a business, not a charity? Is that not a, a reasoned argument?
4: Yeah, he did that when he first came in though because he he put prices up knowing that there would be 10,000 season ticket holders who would pay that anyway and would always go
1: no matter what the price But the was. thing is the season ticket... This is what gets me right. The season ticket base is not expanding and it hasn't. And this pricing policy seems geared towards not expanding it and it's forcing people into casual support, which we have a large amount of anyway, which in turn seems to force people into picking and choosing games. And given what the matchday prices are likely to be next season, people are going to start picking and choosing games if it's 46 quid a ticket or something stupid like that. And
2: what it's doing as well with the people who, I was going to go on and say, with that maximum price, is it may be business, but it's pissing off the customers. And as a football club, instead of having a stadium half full of fans who are content to be there, you've got a a ground half full of fans who are bitterly resentful of the amount of money that they're having to pay just to come. And that's the the bad side of, I mean, you can say getting the maximum return is, is good business, but is it good business to be pissing off all the people who buy your product?
1: Well, maximum return's fine in one respect, but if you're not expanding the season ticket base, which exactly. is what,
2: yeah. it's, it's not good business, is it? No, because
1: so that's f- cash in the bank before you even start on next season.
2: So we've got all the regulars who are pissed off and paying the maximum just so that they don't have to pay more should they miss a season, and then we've got all the other people who might be interested in coming who won't come because they can't afford it. Good businessman, Ken Bates.
3: The other thing about the argument of it as a business is that I've got a list here that I managed to find of this year's Premiership season ticket prices, and that puts us, um, if it, the, with the new the new applicant price, the only people who are more expensive, are Arsenal, Spurs, and Liverpool. Bloody hell! So that
1: puts us that puts us fourth in the country. Well, it's a very good point actually. Uh, that is it, Andy Natton, um on Facebook on the Facebook page. Uh, Mentions he said if you're talking about season ticket renewals, renewing early in the cop costs you three pounds more than buying the cheapest tickets at Old Effing Trafford. Uh, last time I checked, the scum weren't Division Two playoff hopefuls. Exactly, I've said the list here: Man United this season cheapest for t- season ticket five hundred
3: thirteen quid. Cheapest at Chelsea, one of the most expensive areas of the country to live in. League champions five hundred and fifty quid. We're asking for six fifty for Championship. As a business, it doesn't actually work. It's only it only works because people can't change the team.
1: Well, it's a very short-termist approach, isn't it? Exactly. Why I, I, we don't if deserve there's down, anyone. If there's a downturn in the football club's fortunes, it's it's going to absolutely screw them, isn't it? Yeah, we
3: don't we don't deserve people to be going at that price. To be perfectly honest, people hmm. will. But if you look at it as a business, the product we're providing is nowhere near as good as any of these premiership teams. Like Decent premiership teams, you know, Man City 420, they've got a lot of the best players in the world now. But
1: but they're underwritten by the TV money as well, don't forget that.
2: That's true, and I haven't got your figures, but I bet there is a bigger gap between their cheapest and their most expensive as well. That's one thing that annoys me about the, the, the prices is there isn't that range or that removal where we don't have a really cheap option for maybe small amount of people and a really expensive option for executive seats and all mm. and the box and so on so that there can be more of a spread and come out. I mean, I, I do wonder when he, he was rabbiting on about the VAT increase and decrease over the last few years. I we was confused that they, by
1: this. The season tickets were sold when VAT was 17.5%. It yeah. was dropped to 15% at the turn of the year, so midway through the season. It went back up to 17.5%. And then obviously it's going up to 20. So there's a 5% fluctuation over the course of 12 months.
2: And during that, they tried, because people paying less for match day tickets, they tried to pass on a similar discount to um, season ticket renewers so that they wouldn't be cheated. But then it went back up again. And he said that they thought that they were going to get that money back from the government because of when they paid the VAT bill the government said no you have to pay us the rate at when it was paid to you not when you paid to us and so they messed up and so it's cost the club money so they've had to so put the things on there and income what, income. what worries me about that is there's supposed to be competent accountants in a finance department that knows about all this and can work out what the VAT will be payable when when we're paying it to the government and so that we don't have Ken Bates rabbiting around on the radio confusing the life out of all of us because essentially it sounds like they've cocked up the VAT bill and so they've had to include it in the increase I was wondering sure that's, that's
4: true though is that it just waffled that if he throws throws you off the scent enough
1: times it's
4: smoke people, and mirrors yeah, yeah. yeah
1: misdirection
2: either that or it's just stupidity and bad management I mean, I do remember them. You can say what you want about Ken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just going back to the season ticket base, what I don't understand, given that they're trying to get the away fans into the West Stand uh, flanks, that they're obviously looking at the South Stand and the South East Corner being available to Leeds fans, which is a very positive move. We, we spoke about it last time. Thumbs up on that one. Should they not be looking to fill the cheap areas full of season ticket holders so that the casuals are forced into more expensive tickets? That's what he's sort of said, we'll re- reward the loyalty... Um, and we'll fleece the casuals, but the whole policy seems geared towards pushing people away from season tickets, towards casual support. Fill your goal, you know, behind the goals, and then the rest of it's for everyone who wants to come the other time. Yeah, encourage people to get season tickets. I think the,
2: agree. There's, there's something about... <laughs> the of <peaches> st- <laughs> the convert. <gold there>. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something about the South and West stand move where they haven't fully decided it yet, and so they're saying that they're, they're not selling uh, season tickets in the South stand. But... Uh, just make a goddamn decision. <laughs> Again, it's like you know, we haven't decided what to do. Well, it's you're the people who, whose decision it is to to make make one a season ticket in the south stand would be quite tempting if the price was right.
1: It all seems very much geared towards maximizing revenue with little thought for the future because kids are getting priced out of it now. Not kids, kids with adults, but people who are making that transition from youth tickets to adult tickets. It's just prohibitive, isn't it? Where's where's the future support going to come from? He doesn't care. That's the whole thing.
2: <laughs> it doesn't see a problem in a, a junior ticket priced 483 for the season in the in the West Stand. <laughs> Apparently that's yeah. reasonable.
4: We've said that before, that he doesn't differentiate between an adult taking a three or four year old to an adult going with a 13, 14 year old that obviously would enjoy the game a lot better than a small child.
2: And that's something that could very easily be done and may even... And a lot
4: of clubs do that. They, they do stagger the teenage and the uh, late teenage tickets.
2: Yeah. So if you build that kind of flexibility in, you might find, when you add it all up, that you come out ahead. If you got more people buying tickets for, yeah, for young just, kids... You like, discounts, does it? 15% well I mean but if we yeah. if we remember he was begrudging the fact that we send water to children in Africa at one point last year <laughs> so I think the the idea of somebody paying less than of a child paying less than 500 quid for a season ticket is um is beyond him the other inclusion in the increase that he mentioned was of course as it always is the rents on Elland Road and Thorpe Arch Thorpe Arch that we were going to buy back with the Delft money and um Elland Road that he mention his program notes that he was being scammed by some Indian businessmen who said they were going to help him buy that so if he sorted either of those two out then that's something that we could immediately chop out of our ticket prices but well, excellent business though, he is we? he seems incapable of uh, of buying those back from their mysterious owners the thing that's smashing
1: us really is the fact that so much a high proportion of the club's income is going on the rent for those two facilities it, it, it's topping 3 million a year now is it we understand yeah, If we're to believe that turnover has increased perhaps marginally on last time, and maybe we're going to look at, for argument's sake, 24, 25 million and 3 million of it, so it's one pound in every eight, maybe nine, is going on that. Is it not crap business, basically, that that's still the case? It keeps saying, it, it's a symbol. that is unable to get the finance in place to do it. It
2: yeah, keeps saying it doesn't want to put us into debt, but um, there is really... And comparing it to the Ridsdale re- regime, the problem with the Ridsdale regime is we, we loaded on millions and millions and millions of pounds of stupid debts. A sensible mortgage to buy back vital facilities is a reasonable thing for a football club to have.
1: But we can't get that mortgage. That's the thing. It would appear that we're unable to secure that mortgage. Well, I don't or don't want, want to. Want to. Yeah. Or well, maybe because... Well, yeah, I mean, it <laughs> seems like we want,
2: we want them. Otherwise, why is he, he meeting with these... Indian businessman that he, he immediately saw through after they came to Welland Road for a meeting about <laughs> financing the, the
4: payment. But it would only take three or four years worth of rent to actually have bought it back in anyway, in the first place. That's what made the Thorpe Arch buyback seem bizarre was that
3: everyone agrees this land is worth a, a lot more than our buyback clause. We're paying a lot in rent on it and yet we couldn't secure the finance for it, it's bizarre that somebody wouldn't offer to lend us that money on the proviso that if you fail yeah. to keep up payments, it's ours, if that's then worth three times what the,
4: what we paid yeah, for it's, it. It's a massive piece of security. It doesn't, make, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And the Kakandi handed story that he went at the 11th hour to the council <laughs> for a, a handout and then blamed it all on them, that they didn't uh, come up with the goods Whoever the
2: time. Whoever owns these damn things and is collecting all the rent is um, must be laughing. He's a good businessman. <laughs> there is a good if, businessman there say what you want about teak training
1: but they are damn good businessmen well they're taking 3
2: million quid a year out of our club out of our season ticket payments so in, in short we're not happy <coughs> no. and it will see season tickets and then if we do get well even in this division if the if we're looking at predicted uh, season ticket for next year 650 pounds that works out at 28 pounds a game in the championship add on a fair whack um for the season ticket discount included there we're talking thirty-five quid to watch Scunthorpe, and no doubt the uh, Category C games will be very cheap. But we won't game play any. Games. We won't play any. <laughs> I can't afford to go to every game, and it'll be looking like next season I'll be afford to go with many less. Right then, fixtures coming
1: up—an absolutely massive game on the horizon. Scunthorpe at Ellen Road. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, so on Saturday the 15th. Before that, of course, a little trip to the Emirates against a small team from uh, from Woolwich. We're playing the Arsenal in the FA Cup on the telly. Are we going to get a paste in or what? Yep,
3: yep. we yeah, are, are probably. We? We're going to yeah. get hammered
1: just because on and off the picture. Just please. because we've got a slight expectation that you never know because of what happened last year, but yeah. it's going to be it won't, it? Pace then, isn't it?
2: Yeah. 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 Lightning won't, won't strike twice. There doesn't seem to be quite the same excitement about it as there was. Uh, I mean, it's it's not scum, so um, it's obviously a different order of game, but I'm not getting that. I think maybe Cardiff has sort of taken a bit of the edge off of Cup Fever in Yorkshire. I think if they did... Uh, if TV tried to do a feature of all you know, all the happy fans in there, uh, wearing well, rosettes and banners, boarding <laughs> the coaches. At least we have a bunch of dour, miserable Yorkshiremen who yeah, will probably lose. Yeah, it's like a glorious yeah. set off, you're yeah, with the, <laughs> <with> the hovish <laughs> music in
4: the background, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just we, down Ellen Road.
2: Right? We, <laughs> parking the bikes against an old dry stone wall, <laughs> <laughs> getting on the coach. But so
1: yeah, it's
4: it's it'll it'll not be a decent party day out, time won't
2: it, but it's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, to, to watching the game, mm-hmm. but no great expectations.
3: If we had to win one of these two, I'd rather we beat Scunthorpe.
2: Yeah. But well, there are whipping boys after a, after a Cardiff game, aren't they? We, uh, we always turn to them for, for solace to get us back on track.
1: They're, they're not in good shape, are they, this Scunthorpe? We should. Uh, should. You never know
4: how this silly is division Is the best we can hope for with Arsenal is a draw or yeah. a respectable one or two-nil defeat? Ken will
1: be praying for a draw. Um. Think of the replay again. I'll
4: hope yeah. for...
3: I was hoping for before Old Trafford, which was just something to celebrate. I wouldn't mind a goal, maybe an equalising
2: goal to then broken go on leg to... for Gary Neville. Is there anyone in the Arsenal youth team that we really wish a broken leg on? I'm uh... not familiar with the uh, the this, the team of kids that they're going to put out. Against that's, us. I think that's
1: the difference between this this game yeah. and the Man United game. There's no one. I might not like Arsenal, but there's nothing really hateable about them. Is that they play nice football. They're all right, whatever.
3: Yeah, I quite like them, really. The the team you've got to support in the Premiership because the other ones are Man United and Chelsea. So if you want if you want someone to win the league, they've been the only other the only other option for, you know, I for think, years.
1: I don't think I could cope with Spurs winning it, and they've, they've got a chance of winning it possibly in the next few years. I don't think I'd like that. They remind
3: Spurs at the moment. Remind me of uh, of was in our heyday. Heyday when yeah. things seemed to be going so right, and they were playing nice football and splashing the cash, some good
2: youngsters, and then, then they loan. Woodgate to Leeds. He, he has <laughs> a night out
1: instead of getting Van der Vaart, though we got Seth Johnson for about the same price. Yeah. Oh Christ. Sorry. Let's
2: not go into
1: this. Yeah. Well, me and Michael got an early start on Saturday. Are you going train? down the train? Are you? We're going on the train. Aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good day. I'm Is looking forward to it. Another Saturday to... for breakfast, moment. That's the question. Yeah, it will. It will be. be won't it? Well, I'm really annoyed. I can't go to this because of work commitments. It was the Saturday lunchtime kickoff was the one slot across the weekend that I couldn't make, and uh, they put it on Saturday lunchtime. So.
3: I'm looking oh. forward it. would be nice for them to have a bit of an atmosphere there as well, with uh, a decent Some away following. Some people singing. <laughs> There'll be, be a bit of noise. Tapping each other and say,
1: what's this, what's going on?
2: What's that? That's, that's noise. That's, that's the nice. one thing about it, waking up a Premier League team. It's almost like uh, like the Harlem Globetrotters used to tour in basketball and show people how basketball should be played. They should send leaders away support just on the tour of the Premier League <laughs> to remind them <laughs> what a football crowd sounds like. Oh, yeah, I
1: don't want to get too self-congratulatory, but... <laughs> get your hand out
2: your pants, now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you, think the, um, do you think the Premier League like misses a club like Leeds? They've got to. They yeah. can't. No one likes going to Wigan. It's a dreadful club. Even Wiganers don't like going to it's Wigan. A, it's a
3: crap stadium Clearly. which they fail yeah. to fill. No one, nobody wants to go to Wigan. I yeah. firmly believe that.
2: I mean, that's why the Championship clubs love having us there, just because they bank massive um, away ticket sales every time we appear. We're probably paid. Did you see? The, at Cardiff, they were serving booze um, in the away end with... They had people... We dressed were as in Ghostbusters. Their, well, no, I've seen... They weren't dressed as Ghostbusters, but they carry a tank of beer on their back. and My they God, just, they the just do they? Like it? the Ghostbusters, but they're not dressed as Ghostbusters. They're dressed as Thirstbusters. And they just dispense beer Which is very similar out to out Ghostbusters. A, the important point is they dispense beer out of a hose from a tank on their back. Don't cross the streams. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Especially not if you're near the <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a good thing. thing. we saying... need more
1: of that. That's like, it sounds like a very American thing. Sounds like a good place to Very American. <laughs> <was going>, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is beer from a hosepipe. Really sounds sounds fine. Yeah.
4: And that was weird having all the police presence and
1: letting us have a drink in our own, own end. Yeah. yeah. They make you pick your tickets up from a. Yeah service. Top, station, top of a pylon yeah, yeah, on the M four yeah. or something with hopping on one leg. You got a drink. Oh
0: yeah. Apparently
2: <laughs> <About laughs> the um, the actual ticket exchange was much more relaxed than anybody expected. They didn't count how many vouchers you were giving them or count how many tickets they were giving you. So people are handing over thirty vouchers and getting fifty tickets and then just handing them out on like the Like Willy, Willy Wonka
1: Willie Wonker had showed up.
2: Nobody really seemed to give a toss once they got to the Valser Exchange Point. It was like, here's all the tickets was you want until all on. They like
1: rock up in a transit van as well?
2: There was um, a good, um, I think it was uh, maybe on WAC or somebody said they did it to us because we did it to them. Yeah, that's, Said that's, that was the only rationale they could find behind it.
1: Is that not a police condition, though?
2: Yes, and they did it to us because we did it to them.
1: Okay. Um, Let's actually, actually get back to the topic at hand, then.
2: Have we got uh, a game coming up?
1: Yeah, Arsenal. Yes.
3: It'll be interesting to see which team we put out against Arsenal. Having mean, rested Becchio for league games. If he then goes in for Arsenal, I might be a little bit upset.
1: Well, yeah, it's that whole Mick McCarthy thing of do you bother trying or do you just give up and accept you're going to lose? And I think he'll try and I think he'll put out his best side.
2: Do we Do we then think that the team you put out against Cardiff was in anticipation of this game? I really hope it wasn't. I, I don't I think, think it, was. it was. Probably, yeah. Or maybe just Becchio was a bit tired.
1: No, I think you <laughs> might have hit upon something there.
2: Yeah, which is... Not the right, although if we're not going to get promoted this season, which, um, for the sake of our ticket prices, is <laughs> beginning to look tempting, um, why not just have a go at the Cup? Yeah, You never know, we might win it. Stranger
1: things have happened.
2: Didn't Portsmouth win it from... Uh, bottom of the league. Bottom of the league, so... hmm. Back... Sunderland won it from Division 2, Yeah, 1973. The
1: fucking... Who did they?
2: No. All right, on to the second game, which is arguably more
1: important. Uh, which kind of echoes the uh, the feeling of Old Trafford uh, last year that we was we, we did we decide it was Wickham we mentioned on the last we again. definitely played definitely another Wickham team home, afterwards <laughs> yeah there so, was another similar game sort of feel to this when we're going from the Emirates to playing Scunthorpe at home after an expensive Christmas period it's quite likely that the crowd might be a bit crap it's more important though isn't it we need these three points if we're going to continue the push yeah
3: We've got to beat Scunthorpe it's one of the few games that you look at on paper and think we should definitely win that
1: is Scunthorpe this season's Category C. Or is it A for some strange reason? It's category B. B. That's slightly more reasonable, I guess. But uh, if that's B, what is C? Watford, apparently. It's a very, very <laughs> philosophical <laughs> deep philosophical question, isn't it? That one. We uh, really need yeah.
2: Einstein in.
1: It's uh, yeah. The Watford's the C game this season, isn't it? That's, that might not be a bad game. Uh, yeah, well, they're, they're, they could be above us before long, couldn't they? With their games in hand.
2: Go
3: to Watford instead of
2: Scunthorpe. <laughs> Save your money. <laughs> Scunthorpe do just seem to exist this season. To uh, Get us back on um, on track. I'm sure if we have another dip in form, we'll, we'll arrange a friendly with them. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Hand out a 4 0 hammer in. So, Arsenal away,
1: win, uh, leads Scunthorpe at home, win. Are we all prepared to go along with that?
2: I would perhaps modify your predictions to Arsenal away, win, Scunthorpe at home, lose. No. Come on, it's written in the stars. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> they'll have a poor season,
1: right to the death, and get promoted. I'd, I'd take that if I didn't have to watch any of it between now and May. Yeah, there is it.
2: Yeah. yeah, that'd be fine. It's a year since we began this, isn't it? So we just not It's going to be uh, Beckford's going to score at the um, <laughs> at the clock end, and then um, we'll go to Scunthorpe. We'll play Scunthorpe and not do so well. No, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully football. will All right, yeah. Predi- real predictions then. Arsenal football will be the winner. Scunthorpe, we had bloody better be the winner that's what I, All right. I'm right. looking forward to and at least
3: yeah. when we lose to Arsenal we won't have more FA Cup like we had last year and we won't have Johnston's bloody paint shit <laughs> clogging up the fixtures every week <laughs> making, his, uh, making the players tired so hopefully we won't have such a crap end to the season as we did last year
2: there's also the risk of if we do get past Arsenal of a really crap fourth round draw I mean if you remember when we got knocked out by Tottenham it was almost a relief that we didn't have to then play Bolton away <laughs> i think that's yeah. a fixed you note know, you're looking forward to which we would have lost we definitely would have lost it all think, right that's so. that
1: then uh let's quickly talk about the square ball magazine uh issue five of the magazine uh is on sale now last very few copies remaining they will be available i'm guessing via the shop that's the squareball.net forward slash shop currently offline for maintenance um, You've broken it. I haven't broken <laughs> it. We're just upgrading the rest of the site, and we'll get the shop back online. Um, as and is there any left anywhere? As soon as I unbreak it, so I
3: do. I do a few left in the boot of my car. Right. So yeah, if you want one of
1: those, you better the copy. shop. I mean, <laughs> the shop, <laughs> my house, the car. <laughs> uh, the next issue is going to be on sale for that mighty Scunthorpe game, uh, Saturday the fifteenth of January. So we look forward to that. We're uh, stitching that one together as we speak. Digital download option will be available, all things being well, uh, via the squareball.net forward slash shop. Well, that's your lot for this time. Shall we bid our farewells? I will say goodbye. and Michael Normanton. Goodbye. and Moscow White. Goodbye, everybody. And Goodbye. We will see you in a couple of weeks. That's before we head off to Portsmouth. That's going around again fast, hasn't it? Don't forget to get in touch with us uh, via email, podcast at the squareball.net. Facebook.com forward slash the square ball and Twitter.com forward slash the Square Ball. Thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you soon and have a good fortnight.
0: The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.